Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey there, I'm Mr. Black. And I'm Mr. Green. And we're a couple of guys who met in a comic book store. Together we host the Pint O Comics podcast, where we invite listeners to join us to talk about movies, TV, comics, music, or just whatever. Starting very soon, we'll be joining up with the fine folks at Forgotten Entertainment for a special limited series called On the QT, where we talk Tarantino. Every week for 10 weeks, a guest will join us to chat about every Quentin Tarantino movie from Reservoir Dogs to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So join us starting in May 2021. On the QT is available wherever you download your podcasts and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ooh, that's a bingo. Hello and welcome to a very special end of the year cracking one open. Woo! I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And today we're going to take you on a journey of our top five favorite beverages we've had on this podcast this year. This year. So we each have our own top five list. And here's how this is going to work. We're going to go over our top five in order from, uh, you know, from number five to our number one. Oh, I just have five. I didn't, I couldn't like choose five, so, four, three. Yes, I told her this was going to work. We we're going to put point values <laughs> on our numbers. So she already knows how this was going to work. So she better get, get her shit in order pretty quick. <laughs> Here's how this is going to work. We're going to go from order of the worst of the best, I guess you could say, but they're all really good. They're all fantastic beers that we like this year. Okay. And put them in order and each one will get a point count. So our number one beer will actually be worth five points because it is the best of that list. And each one will be then four, three, two, one. If you listen to my two player bros podcast last year where we did our best of list, uh, it's going to work similar to that. So then the beer with the most points at the end will be crowned the winner. And I'm sure Elise and I will have similar beers on our list. So we'll be able to kind Are of. Are you sure put them about together. that? I don't know. You said we might have similar beers. <laughs> I don't think we will. But we'll try to crown a winner or just go over our thing. And if one has the most points, we have one that matches our list. Hey, you're the winner because <laughs> you're immediately going to have the most points. probably. <laughs> Unless you don't. Dun, dun, dun. So anyway, let's start it off. Binky, what you got first? Number five. Number five beer. Okay. Nugget Nectar by Trogues. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. We started off the year very strong with that one, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trogues is a fantastic beer. Phenomenal. Uh, Literally everything we've ever yeah. had from Trogues is awesome. So. Um, but this one in particular was delicious, had that hoppy, piney aroma, but balanced out with a really soft mouthfeel and honey kind of sweetness. And then I'm I'm still shocked that we got the like creamsicle element that they suggested that we might get. It was so delicate. It's true. Delicious. Trogues Nugget Nectar is a fantastic beer and almost made... 
my list. Oh, damn. <laughs> but my uh, number five is going to be Moon Island IPA by okay. Thimble Island. I thought that was just a phenomenal IPA. Uh, Tr- Thimble Island, you know, we've talked about them before on the podcast. They're nearby. They've done a bunch of different beers uh, in their island series that are all pretty good mm. IPAs. But Moon Island really was a standout. It was the first beer, I think, from the island series. I cracked open and went, wow, this is beyond just a good beer this is a great beer Mm -hmm. uh i thought its notes of of bitterness to the sweetness a little bit in there were were perfect yep i thought it was refreshing but you could still have it it was earlier in the year was april when we had it Mm -hmm. so it wasn't quite hot but it was still like you could have it in april but it really kind of was perfect for you know the summertime Mm -hmm. you could drink it out on the deck it was great it was phenomenal and I thought, wow, this Island Series beer, because we love their Sour Siren Series. Yes, we do. But I don't think I had been blown away by a Island Series beer yet until this one. Yeah, Really kind true. of really was like, wow. Yeah, we ended up buying several packs of those over the following weeks. Yes. <laughs> so that would have to <laughs> and be. And sharing them with friends to spread the good word. Yes. Try this. It's good. Uh, so, yeah, I think my Moon Island makes my uh, number five spot at right. one point. Yeah. Not surprising. All right, so I guess that brings me to my number four, which I would say is, I'm bending the rules a little bit here, but Backcountry Old Fashioned Cider by Graft. Okay. Um, It just, it blew me away. I think we we both were amazed, like upon first sip. You finished it before I even like- Tark talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> gave your notes. <laughs> uh, I was just- super smooth had that really like delicate balance between tart and sweet and uh, the aroma of cinnamon and i still don't understand how they got the oakiness in it like, no it was crazy but so reminiscent of like the essence of that cocktail it was just very well executed very delicious basically fall in a glass it is fall in a glass and it made you a believer in cider. Yes, it did. <laughs> so yes, congratulations, Graft. It did. So I'll have to skip mine and go to Backcountry is actually my number three beer. Oh. So for all the reasons you listed, which means that Backcountry Old Fashioned Cider is not taking the number one spot, though, <laughs> uh, with five points. Wouldn't it be ironic if a cider won our... It might. <laughs> so Elisa's right. It was fantastic. They somehow got the essence of an old fashioned in there. That smokiness, that kind of kind of uh, Western kind of man's drink mm-hmm. fall type kind of thing going on and cider. And it did make me believe in ciders. In fact, our next episode was a cider. Yep. Uh, and since then, we've had a couple of other ciders from different breweries, but or cideries, I guess. Mm-hmm. But really, it, it is a phenomenal. And we had had Gaft on earlier in the year or even the I, year I think before, it was the year prior. 2020, yeah. Uh, and it was pretty good. But this one was really the first one that made me a believer in cider that, wow, ciders can be good. They're not just sweet, mm-hmm. overly gross, jolly rancher type things. Yeah. Like big cider is like these were really complex drinks that you could appreciate all on its own and gave you a different kind of, you know, mouthfeel, a different kind of hydration level. So I, I just really liked ciders after that. And for making me a believer, it took my number three spot. I almost made it number one just for the believer part part of it. Okay. Just for changing my worldview. But then I was like, <laughs> no, because it's not like it wasn't the best, at least I don't think, of the beers, of the drinks we had. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but just for making me a believer, I almost wanted to give it like an extra point <laughs> up. But 
it's fantastic. So then I guess I'll go again with my actual number four spot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is Tiki Tour by Thomas Hooker. Tiki Tour, I thought was phenomenal. It was our beer of the summer. Mm-hmm. We just kept on drinking it. It was the perfect blend of an IPA, but with these fruity notes that didn't overpower it. It was incredibly refreshing. It was the beer to have on the deck every day I'd get home mm-hmm. if the sun when the sun was still out because it was the good old days when the sun was up past, you know, four o'clock. <laughs> And I'd go out on the deck or if I was writing or something like that or editing a podcast, you know, I would try to do it out in the deck under the umbrella with a tiki tour in my hand. And it was it was just absolutely incredible. We must have gone through so many tiki tours. Indeed. Uh, There's still one in the fridge that I can't bring myself to drink. I know. uh, Because I'm afraid it won't come back next year. But Thomas Hooker, if you're listening, please bring it back next year. This beer was our beer of the summer. It was so good. Um. The only reason it's not higher on the list is because I don't think it was a game changer in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh, man, it it really was probably my beer of the year in terms of how many I had. So funny story. That's actually my number three. All right. So we're going in order. <laughs> At least we're going in order. But that makes it worth uh, five points. Ooh, it's hide back country. Ooh. Wait, now, now I'm curious. Of the two remaining... I think there's only one that has a slight chance of you also having chosen it. Interesting. Interesting. We might have a tie. Yeah. And I I will say Tiki Tour is awesome. Mm -hmm. I was all about New Zealand hops this year and I was all about Pilsners this year, like traditional Pilsners. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, we did also do Czech Mix, Mm -hmm. which was like very high up on my list, but I hesitated to put it on this particular list because it wasn't technically a new beer to me. Every everything you had else had it the, before? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So but, Tiki Tour got on there instead, huh? Yeah. It was really good. It was good. close. And the can art was really cool. The shiny it Tiki was so guys. Cool. Like slightly holographic so much on the fun. dark background. It was mm-hmm. so much fun. Party in a can. Interesting. So we're tied for first. Backcountry Old Fashioned Cider from Gaft and Tiki Tour by Thomas Hooker. Graft, yes. Gaft, Graft. Both <laughs> with both with five points each. Interesting. All right. So it's then a tight race. we're going with my number two beer then. Mm-hmm. My number two beer is at Universal NBC Sports Bar, the 862 seasonal. Oh. Uh, it was their Kolsch. I just thought it was really phenomenal. I, I wanted to put like all the beers I, we had at Universal because I like mm-hmm. them all because there's an extra level of flavor when you're on vacation. It's true. <laughs> oh, God, that's so true. Obviously, I love Duff. Mm-hmm. We have probably half we, a keg of Duff. Yeah, we have Duff, Duff every day while us. we're there. Yeah, so <laughs> Duff is definitely number one on my list if you go to Universal. you got to try Duff beer. It's such a good traditional American beer. Uh, but that being said, I've had it for four years now, so yeah. I already know what Duff tastes like. But the Kolsch 862, I wasn't even supposed to have. Nope. The original that was a thing mistake. on the I, uh, menu true. was a different beer. And I was like, oh, I want that. That sounds really good. It was some kind of IPA. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, we're out of it. The uh, seasonal we have now is a, uh, a Kolsch. And you were like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm all about Kolsch's this year. This was my year of Kolsch. And then after you had it the first time, we ended up going back again. Like, like three pretty, or four times. Yeah. yeah. Well, a couple of nights just for like an end cap and then another night for dinner. And mm-hmm. I kept having it. It was just so good. It was so fruity. Yep. Uh, it had berry so notes of berry. Yeah. blueberry and raspberry, 
but it wasn't like overly sweet, like a juice box or like, hey, they added juice to this. No, uh, it was like very natural flavor. Yeah, it was just in there and it was still, it didn't add an extra bitterness or sourness to it. It just, mm-hmm. the taste was there while the bitterness and the the kind of mouthfeel was all regular Kolsch beer. It was so crisp. It was so great. It was so hot at Universe when we went down there. <laughs> and it was just a, such a refreshing, uh, enchanting drink with the fruity notes and stuff. I just loved it. Yeah. And so I think that had to make my list of uh, the drinks. Plus, Harry Potter beers, they were very good, but they weren't like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. had at least we had one of them beforehand. We didn't have the stout, but I had had the red ale before. Mm-hmm. So the but the Kolsch was just a happy accident that just was like, <laughs> yes. But NBC Sports Bar, I think I talked in that episode, just has so many interesting beers that you're going to get. Oh, yeah. Down, only down south. Exactly. So you should definitely try it. If you're going to Universal and you want kind of a flavor of the area. Especially if you're not from Florida. Yeah. They just have so many different Florida taps. It gives you such a nice experience. Taps. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So that was that beer. And that's worth four points. <laughs> What's your number two beer? So my number two, also a very tight race, would be Flightless Wonder by Foundation Brewing. Again, another one that's all about the New Zealand hops. The Nelson Salvin was like right in your face as soon as you open the can. Yep. The the grape and the lime, a little bit of apricot, but not so much that it felt like a like a an IPA. It felt like a more of a wine beer. Right. It did, um, yep. But in in a more unique way, I think. Um, because we we did have so many beers this year that showcased the Nelson Salvin. And this one really stuck out, aside from honorable mention, Nelson Salvin by Tribus, which we technically did not do an episode on, but that would have been potentially my number one had had it wow. qualified. Had we had that this year? We did. Oh. Yeah, this was the first year they made it. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, Flightless Wonder was just so refreshing. Like I, we had it kind of like mid-fall, but I can't wait for them to bring it back next year so that we can have it on the deck because it's going to be so nice on a hot day. <laughs> uh, Flightless Wonder was really good. And I'm not even a huge Nelson Seven guy. Like it's good, but mm-hmm. obviously you like it because you like wine and stuff like that. Nom, nom. But yeah, it was good. And it had a great can. Mm-hmm. That was probably <laughs> one of my top five can arts for sure. Oh, yeah. It was just huh? a little tiny tiki bird or uh, <laughs> kiwi know. bird. Oh, no. It was a kiwi bird. Yeah. I got it because it looked you like a dodo. It was a, dodo and, and, and yeah. it was a kiwi bird. <laughs> but it was a little adorable green kiwi bird. So it was a really nice can. Adorbs. Very simple, but very cute. <laughs> but Flatless Wonder was pretty good. What was your number two? I already said my number two. Oh, oh, snap. We're already on number one. We're already <gasps> on number one. <laughs> my number one should come as no surprise to you. It is Eichstrenkerle Rockbeer Weizen. <laughs> this beer from a monastery from 1492 rocks my 2021 socks. It's true. <laughs> it is amazing. It is a smoked Weizen. It is so sweet. Marzen. In a, in Marzen. It, it's so sweet in such a delectable kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. Smoky and it's not it like is. fake smoky. It's not like, hey, we put this cup upside down and, and put some wood on fire. Hey, added some fiery wood chips to it. They yeah. they smoke the malts from the beginning of this thing. It is, it is gonna all be up smoky. In there. Is uh, there such a thing as a savory beer? Because this would be a savory it beer. It is a savory beer. It's salty, it's smoky, 
It's sweet. It's absolutely everything you could want. I mean, this beer is amazing in and of itself. Just drink it by itself. It's great for the wintertime because it reminds you of being like in a fire near a mm-hmm. fireplace, but it's great in the summertime because it reminds you of being outside in a fire pit or something yeah. like that. It's just, or a camp. It's so, so good. And it's not like the smokiness of it makes it any less refreshing either. No, because it's smoked from the, from the startup. It's mm-hmm. not like they add this weirdness to it that yeah, feels it's, it's not like they use like yeah. drops of liquid smoke or anything. This is all natural smoked malts so it's smoked from the sweetness of the malts that go in it that's why you get the salty and the smoky sweetness from the beginning mm-hmm. it is absolutely amazing i've had some of the other smoked ones since then as well uh which are also really good but nothing beats the main the, the marzen the marzen is so perfect <laughs> i just gave it to my brother yes when recording this the day before was christmas so christmas eve actually two days ago i gave it to my brother and he even he loved it and wanted to buy some and mm-hmm. i gave it to my sister-in-law she liked it i gave it to my cousin he liked it did your dad like it I uh, he went, oh, it's not bad. Well, so yes, Which is he liked still it. an approval. That's still pretty yeah. much like he loved it kind of thing <laughs> for him. So and I think even my mom thought it was at least really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just a phenomenal, interesting, different kind of beer, but it's not different because it's like 600 years old. Yeah. It's so, so good. And the history behind it is so cool. I'm honestly surprised it took us this long to discover it. Yeah. No one talked about it. I found it because I wanted to do my Mr. International episode Mm -hmm. and it was such an old looking awesome bottle. I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) And then you hated me because it was all in German and you were like, "Ah." yeah, that was a (laughs) tough episode to do research for. But we did research. We got a bunch of history on it. It's it's such a good beer, such an absolutely astounding beer, which is why it made my number one. So, so good. I want one right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. I'm not going to make the uh, point system any easier. (laughs) So I I feel like this actually came kind of out of left field, but my number one is going to be Haze Charmer, also by Trogues. That was one of the, like, I feel like it could take over almost, not quite, almost for Lil Heaven for me, as far as a sessionable IPA. That's just delicious and refreshing and perfectly balanced. Oh, damn. It's so <laughs> good. That was the, in the in the way that you finished Graft, like not even halfway through the episode mm-hmm. because it was so delicious. This is the one that I finished so fast that you were like, oh, damn, because it was <laughs> so good. Uh, so you have double trogues. Double trogues. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's impressive. Mm-hmm. So both trogues are awesome. Uh, Haze Charmer was really good. I think I preferred Nugget Nectar. Okay. But Haze Charmer was really good. Haze Charmer, I've, I feel like Haze Charmer is more drinkable any time of year. Whereas Nugget Nectar, I think, has more of an appeal during the winter, which is why it's such a limited release. It's true. In, in that's true. Um, that's absolutely for sure. But Trogues always puts out great stuff, we always say. Solid. So they're always a really good beer. And if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. please hold. As I returned to okay. from my refrigerator, uh-huh. my runners up, I was going to say if I had a runner up, uh-huh. it would be Trogue's Master of Pumpkins <laughs> uh, because this year we didn't do a full pumpkin episode, but we got this new Trogue's beer that was a pumpkin beer Yep, and it tastes like a root beer pumpkin. Yep. It's such a weird beer and it just goes to show Trogue's is so interesting and so unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, they And this pumpkin beer, I kind of wanted to do an episode for, but I, we maybe next year if they bring it back. 
Uh, but it really is Pennsylvania pumpkins and spices. Tastes like a root beer, but it's a pumpkin beer. Yep. I've told Elise as soon as I had it, this is the most unique pumpkin beer I have ever had. It is so good. It's very difficult to make a unique and delicious and extremely drinkable pumpkin beer. Mm-hmm. There, It runs such the gamut. And so many of them taste pretty much the same. Yeah, it's like, just variations in which one's better than the other. Yeah. But this one is completely different so you can't mm-hmm. hold it into the same categories of everything else exactly trogues just blows you away every time you have a different trogues beer they're definitely one of the best breweries out there yeah um so i can see why you put that on your list <laughs> all right so here's where the scores are now so this is way different i thought elise and i would have some similar tastes apparently me and my buddy dave have more similar tastes when it comes <laughs> to video games but i think video games are more are easier to kind of judge based on just quality yeah. And beer is much more subjective. That's very true. So we got Moon Island and Trogues Nugget Nectar with a score of one. Then we've got tied for second place <laughs> uh, is the uh, 862 Kolsch from NBC Sports Bar in Universal Orlando mm-hmm. and Flightless Wonder mm-hmm. by Foundation. Foundation. And then Tied for fifth place, we have four beers. Or tied for first place are four beers. <laughs> Backcountry Old Fashioned Cider, Tiki Tor, Schlenkerla, and Trogues Haze Charmer. Now, because Backcountry and Tiki Tor were on both of our lists. I feel like that should get an extra bump. Those should get an extra bump. So I think tied for first place this year, we'll do a two tie. I'm okay with double tie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Instead of four people. Backcountry Old Fashioned Cider. Mm-hmm. And then Tiki Tour. And they both deserve number one spots for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Tiki Tour was our beer of the summer. It was so good, so refreshing, so great. And Backcountry Old Fashioned Cider by Graft just blew our minds and changed our opinion on ciders. Yeah, this is the... This was kind of the the fall of cider for us. Right. It, we, we had a an awakening. <laughs> <laughs> so I think on the podcast, thanks to... Graft's backcountry old fashioned cider for better or for worse for some of you listeners. Uh, we we might crack open more ciders now. Yep. And you know I think that's something that you shouldn't poo poo or turn your head around because I for a long time went ah ciders. Yes, you did. You know, and I just kind of ignored them because I kind of felt like eh, they're more like just you know either too sweet or I've I've had plenty of not great ciders. Oh, me too. From big names. That's why they're, they're always big name ciders that yeah. we have, and they're like ugh. And, but like. Cideries like independent cideries really know what they're doing mm-hmm. and really make some interesting things that are just as complex as beers and have some of the same stuff like hops and and uh, malts and stuff like that. Yep. So uh, don't shy away from having something from your local cidery if there's something interesting uh, that catches your eye because it's not going to taste like Angry Orchard or, or one of the other big big apples out there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are our two big drinks like beverages from this year that we cracked open nice backcountry old-fashioned cider from Graft and tiki tour from thomas hooker brewery and with that being said i guess that's a wrap that's a wrap on 2021 thank god 2021 you suck (laughs) but the beverages they were all right (laughs) uh so that's it have a happy new year merry christmas if you go out for new year's this year remember to drink responsibly Yes. Stay safe. Get an Uber. Stay safe. Have water. Designated drivers. All that kind of good stuff. Eat some food. 
do your body a favor (laughs) (laughs) so you're not dead on New Year's Day. So you can still brunch on New Year's Day. Brunch. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. We will see you in 2022. In 2022 for our first beer or cider or wine of (laughs) the year. With that being said, Binky, read us out. All right. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandoneopen or shoot us an email at crackandoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you. Yes, we do. <laughs> what else you got to plug? Buy my audiobooks, please. So I'm really looking to um, not be at my day job by next year. So uh, by this time next year. So mm-hmm. if you could buy my books, that'd be great because that's what I'm going to start doing from now on. Uh, so <laughs> buy them. I don't make money unless you do. They're pretty good. I don't write them, but I, t- I, I talk them. I do that talking. Uh, I've got mostly horror books out there. Coffee at Midnight. Um, the Final Girl. Sour. I got sci-fi stories like Vacation Planet. I've got an art fraud kind of Guy Ritchie type crime novel where I do a bunch of different British accents called Switch, Art Fraud and Gangsters. Go check those all out. I've also got a mystery novel, The Murder of Kelly Christopher. So check all of those out. Yours truly narrates them. I'm an amazing, smooth, buttery voice to listen to while you listen yourself to sleep or want a new exciting adventure to talk about. I've also got podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, uh, whether it be because a more popular movie came out during its initial run or the film simply was forgotten about audiences, uh, uh, forgotten by audiences. Forgotten Cinema, crack one open. We're all on ForgottenEntertainment.com. Check us out there or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you're on, if you're a fan of Forgotten Cinema and you like me and Mike Field, also check out Best Classics Ever. It's a TV show on Plex and a bunch of other apps where we talk about older films, usually from like 30s, 40s, rights-free films that talk about kind of the beginning of Hollywood and those kind of films and actors and all that. And that is a show where you can actually see us in person talking about these movies. Uh, so yeah, check all those out. Very nice. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next year. Oh, uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.